What's up, y'all? Happy, happy Friday. We are back with another edition of The Buzz Behind the Music. What's happening, y'all? Give y'all a second to get in here. We're going to be speaking with Third Culture uh, Worship. So, Third Culture Worship, we're going to be speaking with them today. I see Randy just hopped on. Randy, what's happening? Irene, what's going on? We're gonna bring them on shortly. I'm just gonna go through a few updates. Hey, Larry, what's happening, buddy? WBR Indie family, what's happening? Y'all need to check out WBR Indie. You're an independent artist, and you're looking to get some radio promotions going and whatnot, and you're you know looking for that good servicing. Y'all reach out to WBR Indie. Reach out to them. They got y'all covered. All right, I'm gonna um go through a few quick uh updates that we have going on dallas what's happening the group fire what's happening y'all shout out to new jersey group fire holding it down you guys are super dope um so yeah events so i guess we i touched a little bit on the uh billboard charts yesterday but right now we have dough so on the national charts i'm turning down a little bit we have Doe on the national charts, When I Pray, second week in a row, at number one. Gospel updates, what's up, y'all? Uh, yes, number one. And the gospel indicator chart, we got Lucinda Moore there with Lord, I Hear You. But what's really, really interesting, Lucinda is number one, so congratulations to Lucinda. But the number three, four, and five are all friends of ours. So Robbie McGee, who's promoting with, uh, you know, being managed by Derek also, uh, VDD promo clients. So, Robin McGee is number three on the charts. CC Goblet, uh, it's number four. And Anissa Fowler, with her single covered from the album, Anissa, is number five. So, it's really, really interesting just to see them all stacked up there, three, four, and five. So, congratulations to all you guys. Um, events coming up. I know it's all it's all things Dolph. It's all things uh, Avidity Award. So that's what's going down. That's going to be in the Tennessee area. So definitely, definitely, if you guys are planning and heading out to Memphis for the Dolph Awards, you want to check out first. You want to arrive a little bit earlier so you can go to the seventh annual Avidity Award. That's going to be going down. Derek and his team is putting on an amazing, amazing award show. So you guys want to check that out. And when you want it, when you're already there and you stick around a bit longer for the Dolph Awards, there are some events you want to make sure that you check out. And that's the uh, Urban Soul Cafe pre-Dolph party. So that's, uh, I teamed up with St. Jude and that one. So that's going to be the Monday, October 17th. And also the Sneaker Ball with Hassan, uh, Root Magazine, teamed up with the Dolphs and several others there for the sneaker ball so you definitely want to make sure that you check that out and that's after the Dolph Awards so again a whole lot is going to be going on there you want to make sure you check that out and I also have to have to shout out uh, Swaf Kalyan and Rel L Music Group they're having a major indie tour in Atlanta so Atlanta definitely you know you want to tap into that if you're in the Atlanta area but again we have all this on our page if you sign up to our mailing list You'll get all this information as well too. So definitely stay, stay connected. And new music, a lot, a lot of new music today. I'm just gonna run through a few of them. Daniel Ojo, uh, our friend there from over in Canada, teamed up with Tim Bowman. 
Junior, they released an amazing uh, worship single titled I Will Bless Your Name. So you want to make sure you check out that. Brian Courtney Wilson dropped his uh, pre-orders for his new album titled Transitions. And you're going to get his new single when you do that. Uh, Pastor JJ Harrison dropped his new album today, Believe Again. <laughs> Evie uh, McKinley dropped her debut album, Love Evie McKinley. We also did an interview with Evie that we dropped in our YouTube channels today. So make sure you check that out. And last but not least, because there's tons of great albums out there, is uh, Gia Wire released her album as well, Meant to Be. Again, a lot of amazing things. Y'all go ahead and support them. And I'm going to go here and let me see. That will be releasing. Oh, awesome. I'll make sure to stay on top of that uh, i know i saw you guys came in i'm just gonna go ahead and bring you in so you can go ahead and send me a request uh vaughn irene and randy i'm gonna bring each of you guys in but tonight guys we're gonna be speaking with third culture worship they're doing some amazing amazing things they've been you know they have a heart for christ they have a passion for kingdom for community and we're just going to be talking with them tonight, just learning a bit more. Let's see. Invite from Randy and Irene should be somewhere here. Hey, what's happening, man? How are you? Hey, good. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Randy, what's going on? Vaughn, what's happening? Good to see what's you, What's up, bro? Good, man. Good, How are good. you? Let's, let's try to get Irene in here. Let me see. You got to look the pretty face in, man. Irene, blue. I know we got we got to let Irene in here. Man. Yeah, let's man, she's gonna make us all look better. Let's know? bring her in. Let's bring her in and, and up this life. Let's bring her in and up this life. There we go. There we go. Hey, what's going on? Yes. It's good, Irene. Hey. <laughs> we're here. We're here. Where Where are you guys based, guys? I'm seeing all darkness outside, and I'm looking at you guys. Your background is just looking amazing right now. So. Let's kind of start there. <laughs> yeah, we got the states covered, man. We're we Irene Irene and I are out here in California, San Jose, okay. Okay. Northern California, and Randy's over there in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, you guys, you guys are on both sides, yeah. And we're out in New York. Usually, when I go mm. out to uh, California, I'm usually in the Palo Alto area, so I haven't okay. been too far out there. But yeah, I usually hang out in Palo Alto a few times when I'm traveling on that side. Yeah, that's not far away at all. Awesome, awesome. So come visit us when you come. I, I will, most, most <laughs> certainly. The next time I'm in that area, I will be texting you guys like, hey, I'm in the area. What are we doing? Let's do it. Let's do it. Going to eat I something know. good. I, awesome. I know a barbecue joint. <laughs> see, see, there you, there you go. I'm, I'm all about that. That's it. <laughs> no, but before, let me adjust this here. So before we even get get started i'm gonna play a quick little game here just to loosen everyone up and play a quick little game so i'm gonna give each of you a number right so vaughn your number is one okay irene, yep irene yours is two and randy yours is three so i'm gonna ask a few Very questions cool. yep i'm gonna ask a few <laughs> questions and whomever you think is the best person of that description you're gonna no. up one two or three <laughs> Sounds good. We got it. Yeah, got let's it. go. All right. So, firstly, who is the one person that's always showing up late? Who would be the late person? <laughs> Wherever you're going, you're going to dinner, you're going somewhere. We're saying two. 
Mm, okay, okay. So we're, we're saying, I, I really two to three minutes. To two to that. three minutes. <laughs> okay, okay. That's that's fine. It's the one who came into the chat the last. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't want to give it away. I didn't want to give it away. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll start with that. Um, who is low key the pastor on the in the group? Who would you say mm. have more? Who's a someone with more lead the words? We're saying one. Mm. Oh, we got we got some we, yeah. we got a little one a little one and two. Okay, split, yeah. split down the middle, split down the middle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of us. That's a tough one. Okay, yeah. that's a tough one. Okay, one two yeah. three. Who's the fashion expert? Who usually coordinate the wardrobe? You guys going somewhere? You're saying, hey, we're doing this, we're doing that. Who's who's making that call? Mm. One. Okay, okay. That's yeah. <laughs> 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 I like it. I like it. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go with two more. We got two more here. So let me see what's the next one. I'm gonna go with. Who would you say is the hype person in the group? You guys are going somewhere. You're looking to feed off of energy. Who is the hype man, hype woman? Who is bringing the energy? Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Both oh, Randy and I. Switches. Randy and I are are, are low key dudes, man. No. Yeah. No, yeah, but sometimes it. it is one. Sometimes Vaughn yeah. like Vaughn is hilarious. So sometimes Vaughn is one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. And the last one here. Now let me see. What am I gonna throw at you? Who usually? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Who's the foodie in the group? If you're going somewhere, who's gonna look for all of the best? Restaurants, the unique stuff. Who's gonna be looking mm. for what to eat? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. That's, that's, that's why I'm gonna text you when I'm in town. You got you. Know what, you got know you, what dog. To do, so that's good. That's good. I got him lined up. I'm laid back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> easy going. I love it. I love it. I'm easy going. <laughs> but no, thank thank you guys so much. You know, for agreeing to come in and you know just chat with us. I've listened a lot of your music i've kind of you know gone through just been absorbing uh you know from afar and then once we started speaking i'm like you know you guys definitely have a great story you've been doing a lot you've been in you know music and ministry for quite a while now since the first time you released your first single you know so if someone is now hearing about you guys you didn't just start it recently you know you released your first single i believe was back in 2012 right well i Yes. And no, like, I, I think it kind of spilled over from, I, I did a personal album, Vaughn Thompson Jr., which was actually called Third Culture Worship Volume 1. So, Oh, so that's what that was. Which is okay. probably 2010. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then, yeah, but then the Invade album came um, later and the singles and stuff like that started trickling in later. Yeah. But it's been a, we've, we've all been involved in ministry uh, for a long time. Randy's a worship pastor at a church out in North Carolina and Irene and I, have, that's how we met. We were at different uh, churches doing, um, we were worship leaders at different, at the same church, but at different sites, uh, locations. Mm. And so we had a mutual friend that connected us and that's how we, so yeah, all of this and Irene recorded before she ever met me. And, mm. uh, so yeah, it's been, there's a lot of, a lot of history here. Mm -hmm. 
That's a, that's yeah, a polite Rand. way of saying we're old. <laughs> that, that's the wisdom. That's the wisdom, right there. Wisdom. That's right. Young at heart, absolutely. And Randy's done a lot of recordings with his church. And Randy and Vaughn went together at Lee University, and that's how they met in the choir. And yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So there's a lot of backdrop. It's just a lot. It's just a lot of backstory. So there, there you go, Carrie. You got your uh, your first answer right there. As, as, we, as we were jumping <laughs> out of the gate. <laughs> That's an interesting. That's an interesting question. How long have you all been singing? So that's a yeah. Because uh, I, I I know it's a different answer for all of us. Um, mm -hmm. So Randy, how long have you? You kind of grew up singing, right? Yeah, you know, man. Church I, come stuff. From, I come from a musical family, so you know, Church of God in Christ. You're singing as soon as you can say a word. They got you up there singing. <laughs> so um, yeah, man. So I've been singing all my life, pretty much. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and Irene, how about you? Um, I would say I didn't really, really start singing until high, call, high school, college, but, um, okay. I was, you know, my dad was a pastor, a church planner. So, um, we got up there, we didn't have a, we didn't have a choice and I'm grateful because I was super, super shy. And so, um, if it wasn't for dad pushing and then just the opportunity and the need to just be a part of church, um, it, I'm so honored for the local church because it really brought my faith and confidence and the opportunity to sing. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. And I, I started late. So like I grew up, I was into sports. I was super into baseball and basketball and stuff. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, going to college on scholarships and I met, it, so I was like 19 years old when I f sang my first couple notes, you know, like, okay. so it, music was a very late, you know, where Irene and I say it all the time, we're late bloomers. And um, <laughs> that's another polite way of saying you're late. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, it's, it was a bit, it was a, you know, I, I have only been involved in music since, since that. And um, so, but it was a lot of, miraculous kind of god moments that kind of mm -hmm. you know move things forward and um yeah and so we're just grateful to be able to do what we love well i mean so even even touch on so the name right that yeah culture right so like what exactly is the relevance like what exactly is the meaning of that name what does that mean for you guys you know collectively nah, that's a great question third culture is is a phrase that i heard you know, when I was in my 20s trying to reconcile my ethnicity, you know, I'm I'm a, a biracial kid. So my mom's mm -hmm. Korean and my dad's German. And um, so I grew up with this stark contrast of culture in the house. And it caused me to be very confused, like as a as a kid, you know, like mm -hmm. it's uh, I grew up in a very monocultural setting with, um, you know, it was mainly Caucasian people in mm -hmm. a small town of like a thousand people in Maryland. And, uh, you know, like, like all kids, you experience kind of like name calling and, mm -hmm. you know, and people making fun of you the way you look or where you're from. And uh, it scarred me a lot, you know, and I felt it on both sides. So, like, if I go to church, if I go to a Korean church, I felt like the white kid. If I went to a white school, I felt like the Asian kid, you know, mm -hmm. and I just um, so fast forward to like I'm in my 20s. I hear this person talking about third culture. And it, it was developed by a sociologist uh, named Ruth Hill Yusin, who okay. observed the behavioral patterns of kids that grew up in foreign countries. Mm. So 
she observed military kids, missionary kids, and she watched how regardless of where they're from ethnically and where they're planted at locally, mm-hmm. they, would, they would always take their first culture, which is their parents' birth culture, okay. and they would, uh, they would naturally intertwine it and mesh it with their second culture, which is the culture that they're immersed in. So they were normally going to schools, speaking a different language at school, speaking a different language at home, eating different food at school, eating different food at home. So they had kind of this duality in their life. But she said, regardless of the combination, they would always mesh the two naturally and create a unique, different third culture. Oh, wow. So third culture is kind of metaphoric for Mm -hmm. the uniqueness of the combination of your life, really. Uh, And so that's helped. When I heard that, I was like, that's my life. That's that's what I've been feeling. That's this tension that I can't reconcile and figure out. And then I, the more I started to actually integrate that into my faith, I start, you start reading through Ephesians again, and you start to see like, wow, Jesus was like the ultimate third culture kid, yeah. you know, and how he was birthed into this culture that didn't believe what he mm-hmm. believed, that didn't, didn't value what he valued, and uh, did not appreciate what he was, yet he learned to adapt and become pliable. And so that's where... I was like, this is our life, man. This is, this is our faith. Like, is how it, it, re- it relates to us all because we all understand what it's like to be a misfit, mm-hmm. to be an outsider. But I think spiritually, too, it re- it's relevant to all of us because we're all, this is not home. This is not where we yeah. are, are storing our treasures. We're just passing through. We have a mission mm-hmm. here. So we want to be on a mission as well. So that's a little bit mm-hmm. of the backdrop of that. <laughs> Amen. Sorry about the long, long-winded. No, no, no. That's that's yeah. that's great, uh, Randy. Or, I mean, Edith, if you want to add anything to that individually, go ahead, Irene. If you got anything. Uh, so misfit. I think that that is always had like a negative connotation. Oh, I'm a misfit. <laughs> I don't fit in. But um, a misfit. If you see like on Vaughn's hat, it says misfit. So. We changed it, made our own word. Yeah, Yeah. with an X over it, you're a mixed fit, meaning that there's only one you, right? There's you have a cultural identity, and you're it's with all the influences in your life. It's greater than than where you're at, your skin, or however. It's all the cultural influences that you have in your life, and it makes you a mixed fit. You're unique, just how God has a fingerprint. There's a unique you that is a mixed fit. So kind of like a remix tape, you take everything Mm -hmm. that has been part of you, and you make this remix that is just you. And so I feel like that's another way to put make third culture into one word is a mixed fit. And I feel like Mm -hmm. it's so uh, important, especially in this time when everybody's Mm -hmm identity is such a huge yeah. thing yeah. and for us to be able to be like you yourself who you are and who god has created you a mixed fit none like you no one can replicate you you couldn't do it if you tried no you can't replicate that's mm. who you are that's your god-given identity and that is powerful and you belong the, the ephesians we belong here even though mm-hmm. this isn't our home we belong in the family of god mm-hmm. so third mm-hmm. culture it just it, it's so it's not just one thing it's a it's it's who you are, who God has created you. It's the journey. We're in here, but not of here. We belong here. And there's a reason and a purpose for your uniqueness. So that's mm-hmm. another spinoff of it that I absolutely love. Wow. Amen. Come on, Pastor Irene. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you see, and that's, that's always so great, right? Because whenever you're 
listening when someone chooses a name for a group or <laughs> someone changes chooses a name for something but then mm -hmm. to know that it has such a powerful significance behind mm -hmm. that and it's also relevant because when you're talking about identity to even you know have something that fosters and that embraces you know that because right now you're looking left and right you know there's a lot of confusion mm -hmm. out there, right there's a lot of confusion mm -hmm. there is a lot of i'm not sure about this i'm not sure about that so to kind of create that culture that's that's a beautiful thing you know all by itself and i also i looked at that uh youtube video uh, with the spoken word piece mm. that, that bonded and you know in even hearing what you're saying now but when looking at that youtube video and listening to it you know like you literally felt you know, it was very moving but you also like you felt your struggles your confusion but also your triumph right mm. because when you even went ahead what was it you said um uh, i'm his design he's my destiny and you kind of, you know, went in with that. So just touch a little bit, like when you were dealing with all of that, you know, individually, and then you even decided to write that and to go back and relive that because for you to write something like that, to record it and release it out there, now you have to put yourself back into each of those moments. So what was that process like, just even putting that out there? Mm. Well, I think it's uh, very quickly, I think it's the result of a lot of, uh, processing and sorting myself out. You know, I think, I think we're all, I, this is why, again, I think the third culture mentality, if you will, is, is so universal. It's not just my experience or mm -hmm. someone of color or a Caucasian person. It's like, it's all of us are experiencing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's discovering who we are, I think. And that's why it's a, it's a universal experience. So when and I think that it's, it's a struggle for everyone to find out what am I good at? What do I love to do? What do I want to do? What am I willing to do? Uh, so I think it's, it becomes this universal kind of uh, common ground that we all share. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think after years of feeling like an outsider with the Korean community, because my, my Korean was very choppy and I had a horrible accent, and because uh, when I was younger, you know, I had a, had the bowl cut and the Asian eyes that I talk about in the spoken word video. But mm -hmm. like, so I felt like, I, you know, I was called every Asian, uh, you know, epitaph you could think of, you yeah. know, so anything you throw, like, uh, so I, I felt I was unresolved, you know, and I needed to find my identity. And long story short, I, I went to, I went to China and I had some experiences there. I went to Korea. I met my family. Who, who my mother's side of family is all still in Korea. So I, I started putting these pieces together. And this is when the story kind of unfolds. And I think that's, that's a, again, is a universal experience. I think it's yeah, all, yeah. we all have that personal kind of mandate and responsibility to find out who you are, discover who you are. And that third culture becomes the metaphor again, like figuring out who you are like everyone's got a story everyone's mm -hmm. got a unique combination and it's and it's beautiful it mm -hmm. is beautiful and it's not to be compared that's why like it's you know this is like kind of symbolic is that we we want to cancel out the notion of being a misfit like it's it's negative it's yeah. misfit says you don't belong with the normal whatever that is but a mixed fit says no i do belong because i'm a mix and match of all this uniqueness there's no other, there's, I'm one of one, you know? 
And so yeah. that's the that's the story we want to tell to people too is like give them confidence mm -hmm. in their uniqueness and that that becomes your superpower. It's not your kryptonite. I, I love it. And that's the story you guys are telling with your music. And I'll jump into the music, but you know, I heard mm. something today and maybe Randy, you'll tell me if, you know, what's your take on this, but I was reading something or listening to something and someone says, uh, you know, when you were talking about purpose just now, but don't allow perfect to become the enemy of good. Mm. So what, what does that mean for, for you personally, uh, Randy? I'm having a hard time here. You don't allow perfect. Yes, don't allow perfect to become the enemy of good. Mm. Mm. Perfect to become the enemy of good. Um, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I don't want to sit up here and make up an answer. I haven't thought uh, deeply about that. Um, somebody, what if, what, if somebody was listening to a song and they, that was a statement they made, or yeah, they, they were talking about they were talking about like uh, you know when you're seeking after your purpose, but you're trying to perfect it so much that you're just, you know, you don't want to just go with something that you may think that is just good, mm. but you're just stuck in that phase. Like, I don't want to, you know, move forward because I want to perfect this thing so much. You as a creative, when mm. you're writing songs, like, are you waiting to think like this song is going to be so perfect before I go to mm. produce it? Or like at which point in your creative process, you're willing to just, you know, let it go and kind of say, okay, I think it's at the place where I'm going to do that. So kind of like just personalize it to you. And yeah. Uh, no, I, I used to early on in the, early on in my journey of, of songwriting, I used to always think I needed to write a hit song anytime <laughs> I sat down. Um, but at the end of the day, for me, it was um, in time of prayer and, and, and devotion to the Lord, it began to be more about like these recorded prayers, if you will, and mm. just, and just communicating how I was how I was feeling and what the Lord was saying, and in receiving that, that is to me, if you want to say perfection, as long as it's from the as long as it's from mm -hmm. the Lord, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. if, you, if you sit around and try to perfect everything, you might not come out with anything because you're you know what mm -hmm. I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're just going in circles. So you got in, in order to write the good songs, the really good songs, you got to write some. You just got to write and yeah. <laughs> I was going to say write a bad song, but sometimes it is that way. But, you know, yeah. if it's your song, it's your song. Whether yeah. you share it or not is another story. It's another story. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I love it. And and even in terms of writing, like, how are you guys is the writing process right now? Because you're in one state, you're in another. Like when you're, you know, let's just say if we go with the new EP, you know, uh, the love tip you go with the EP like what was that writing process like collectively between each of you when you were saying hey I know we want to release this these are some of the ideas like how did you guys go into that writing wise well I think for uh this particular EP that we just released love trip um it was it's the first piece of a body of work that we created um and we got to honor our friend in this too a shout out to our brother Aaron Lindsay who really helped jumpstart this project with us. So uh, it was back, you know, not to dramatize the ex experience, but about five or six years ago, I, Irene and I, you know, it was a difficult time in our life. And we were just really like, I don't know if we'll ever, I, I was speaking from myself, like, I don't mm -hmm. know if I'm ever going to record another album just because it's so, it takes a lot, man. You know, like yeah. anyone who does it knows it. So 
and it's it's you you have you have to bust through a lot of walls of resistance to to make that thing live and I just didn't feel mentally, emotionally, and spiritually even I had the capacity mm-hmm. to do it. So uh, Aaron Lindsay sends me a text one day and says, "Hey, what's you what's to stop you from doing a record with me?" And I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "This is like <laughs> one of my musical heroes. Like this yeah, is yeah, this is legendary stuff." And so <clears throat> I was like, "Nothing." I was like, you know, and so it ju- it jump start fast forward the story we started to work with him. And um, in fact, your love was my first time writing with Aaron Lindsay. So, uh, okay. So we actually, we wrote that in the Capitol records building, uh, which was, you know, in Los Angeles. So like for me to be this little, you know, Asian hillbilly from, (laughs) from the sticks (laughs) to be, you know, going into the Capitol records building and looking around and sitting down with the legends, you know, with, you know, awards after his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just so grateful to God, you know, that he would give me this kind of opportunity. And so Your Love is the first song on the EP. And that's from uh, Aaron Lindsay and, and I. And um, and and then the the second song, Aaron was, was big in helping produce that s- sound. It's actually a remake of an older song that I had, No Greater okay. Love. And then Never Fail uh, for this one, was just a prayer that Irene and I were believing in. And we wrote out of our own kind of faith building moments together and just in doing church together. And then we, we do have some other songs like fast forward. We have a lot of songs that are to be released in the next year. So we're going to heads up for all of that. Um, But Randy and I have been writing some, we have a couple that are in the queue right now to be released that Randy has has written and sometimes he'll say, hey, I got a song, I got an idea. And he'll throw me a, like a little voice note and I'll do the same back to him. And then we'll just throw ideas back and forth via technology, you know, and make it happen. And then Randy has made uh, a few trips out here to where okay. we record, we record and we write and uh, just dream, dream together. Wow, love, yeah. love that. Randy, um, were you going to talk about your writing process? Like typically, how do you usually process when you're going through like, hey, I, I need to write this. Are you going to just sit down, block out some time and try to knock it out? Or inspiration will just come and then you kind of just record and go like that on the fly? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, but what the Lord has been doing lately, man, is it's kind of weird. And I'm a little nervous even bringing it up, but I, I feel like I need to share it. Um, he's been giving me songs in my dreams mm. and I've been waking up with melodies and they're like messy sounding. Right. So I go and I mm. record them really, really quick. And the last few songs I've written have been songs that I've heard me sing in a dream. Or mm. So um, I think the songwriting process is fluid. I think it, you know, if you're really into writing songs and particularly worship songs, um, it's a fluid process. The Lord and they come to you from the Lord in different in different ways. You know, certainly I'll, I'll sit down sometimes and and go, hey, I want to write something. I want to write something upbeat. You know, I, I want something 130 BPM. You know, you can be very specific about <laughs> mm-hmm. it. But those ones are the more difficult ones for me to write. So I, I tend to lean more toward just allowing the Lord to speak to me. And in my personal and private worship times, if something comes out, then I'll I'll hit that record button. <laughs> I like I like what you said there, and I'll I'll come back to that in a second. In terms of your 
personal and private time. Irene, you were mm -hmm. going to say something about your writing process as well? I, for me, it's, it, um, it's a little bit more, I enjoy writing with someone else and I can, I, I feel like there's things that jump out that I can add more pieces. So songwriting to from beginning to end to a song is difficult for me, but getting to a piece and focusing on that is super helpful. And a lot of it, I feel like when I'm writing or reading, think words jump out. I love when words are used in certain ways and I just have a book. I just start underlining and writing. I love the way they said this. Who knows if it has anything to do with the song, but just the mm -hmm. way they put these words together as, mm -hmm. is like captivating. So and of course, whatever the Lord is speaking out in personal, it's like, okay, if God's doing and really speaking to me by this, I want to put it down on paper. And um, so I can just give what the Lord is giving me. Wow. Wow. You touched you touch on a lot, of, a lot of different points here. So for any songwriters in the room, I know I just saw Angela Mossful just came in. Hey, Angela. Angela is an amazing songwriter as well. Mm. Uh, you know, and you, you were speaking just now, Randy, about, you know, being mm. in the presence of the Lord, right? Because a lot of times, you know, I'm speaking to artists and such a lot of times, as you know, hey, I'm, you know, it took me a while just to get this song or sometimes they're waiting or they're trying to write and they keep scrapping and sometimes it goes an entire year. But hearing three or four different components of the writing process, I think that's very unique and mm -hmm. also you know, goes to show for anyone that may be stuck, you know, it's God, like in Randy's case, God can give you a song in your dream, you know, in, you, know, mm -hmm. you can be reading something, but also too, you know, spending time in the presence of the Lord and just being before him. So you want to expand a bit more on that, Randy, and then each mm -hmm. of you, but like how important and critical is that just to your, you know, your ministry, your songwriting, just everything that you're doing, just, getting that quality time in well i think for me this you know i don't know we all can probably speak to this yes. working working in ministry full-time um at least for me over the last i don't know decade or so you get to a point sometimes where you feel like when you're leading corporate worship you're actually not worshiping <laughs> you're you're leading mm. other people in the worship and you don't really get to kind of soak and sit for me, this is just for me. I can't. I can't yeah, yeah, I'm of course. In general, and and so for me, you know, I have to spend private time in worship, or I don't feel like I lead worship effectively uh, enough. You know, so, um, and in those moments, you know, I'm open. I'm an open book for songwriting. I think songwriting is just something you have to have an interest in. You can study it. Um, there's 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 things you can do to learn how to write songs, um, but you know, for me, as it pertains to um, my private time with the Lord. And, and using those times as, as it's, um, you know, leverage in songwriting, um, those those moments for me are pivotal. I don't feel like I mm. can write a song without without doing it. So, mm. did that answer you? I love that. What about you, uh, Irene and and Vaughn? What, what do you? How do you? Uh, I guess incorporate that part of your daily day life. Yeah. Well, I I too um, that statement where Randy says like it's hard, it's hard to worship when you're leading others in it. And, um, and I, I wholeheartedly agree. And that's, mm -hmm. and it might be controversial to some other worship leaders, but I, I wholeheartedly believe that, um, your, that moment is not about you and mm -hmm. your, you know, and, um, 
And, and I, I liken it to, I, I remember being a waiter at Olive Garden when I was putting myself through uh, seminary. That. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Love, love Olive Garden. Yeah, I love, <laughs> I, love eating, I love eating there. I don't love working there because that, <laughs> that, that free refill of salad, breadsticks, pasta, and everything else is like sit down buffet, you know? So like you're up, it's constant anyway. But I remember going through <laughs> the point. I remember going through training, and they said, "Make sure that you make their experience about them. Mm. This is this is their night out, not yours. Like if you're if you're hungry, you eat before you get here, right?" And I remember like that just kind of stuck it stuck into me. Um, and I remember um, hearing a devotional on Mary and Martha, and mm. uh, when they sat at Jesus' feet, and right and and, uh, you know, M Mary sits at his feet and Martha's in the kitchen doing everything. And Martha says to Jesus, like, what, won't you get her to help me? You know, like, or I'm over here doing everything. Yes. Um, and, and to make this a little bit shorter is like, is that Martha, Jesus didn't correct what she was doing. He just correct her attitude and what she was doing. Mm -hmm. Because like, if you look back, if you look back at that setting, like Martha is the one who made it happen. Like in the passage, it says Martha went out to get Jesus. And, mm -hmm. and that, that was Martha's house. And, and it says Martha, and you're entertaining, not just Jesus, but a bunch of other folks. So she was entertaining. She made the table possible, but Mary got to sit at the feet of Jesus. So bring that into the relevance of like leading worship and worshiping is that I feel like, I feel like we're servants, worship leaders yeah. who do it on the week or whatever. It's like, that's not a, a just because it's a stage with, you know, lights and everything. Does it mean you're the star? You, right. I think the that's mentality, good. I think the mentality is actually, that's actually the worst seat in the house. Why? Mm -hmm. Because that it has the most responsibility. It required the most amount of time and effort and work to make that happen. So, with, as ministers, and you see this even in the Old Testament, anytime they had this moment in the, in the temple, it says the priests had already consecrated themselves. Mm. So, so as pastors, as worship leaders, servants, people who are serving the people on a platform, mm. you need to eat before you get there. You don't try to eat while you're there. So that, mm. in that way, it actually becomes leadership as Jesus defined it, which wow. is not how many are following you, but how many are you willing to get on your knees and serve and put on the towel mm -hmm. in the basin, right? So it's like worship leading is a selfless act of sacrifice to be like, I'll take the worst seat in the house so you can have the best seat in the house. You wow. get to sit at the feet of Jesus. You don't have to think, you don't have to prep, you don't have to show up to rehearsals, you don't have, <laughs> to, you don't have to run lines and fold cables. Right. You get to sit at the feet of Jesus I'll lay myself down. I can eat later, you know? Yeah. And I think, so now having said that, mm -hmm. it puts the precedence on it so much more that you find that place at the feet of Jesus somewhere. Like whether it's in, in by yourself or whether you're, you're mm -hmm. attending another worship service where someone else is doing all the work that needs to be done, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, it, it's, not an, it's not an either or, it's a both and. You have to find you have to find that place, like Randy was saying, uh, on, on your own so that you can be filled up. You know, I, I heard another 
analogy of a worship leader saying you don't want to be a dry sponge. A dry sponge is when you pour water on a dry sponge, it soaks everything up for itself. Yeah. It's like if you fill yourself up before you get there, you pour water on it, it overflows. Right. Wow. So so that's you know, that's just a little something for, you know, leaders and people that serve their churches, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind yeah. of ha- handle that duality, you know. That's good. Yeah. That's that's really good. You basically just just broke down worship. That's like a master class worship. That was good. That was really, really good. Because I oh. you know, I serve in my church. I'm in the I'm in the media team. Mm. My wife's a worship mm. leader. And I know what you're saying because like on the on the weekends, like if she was here right now, as soon as I got off of this, you would have heard it turned on. She plugged up her mic and she would have been worshiping all weekend long just getting ready for her mm. for the Sunday, you know, for sure. So mm. definitely it is it is a whole lot that that goes into that. But it's really good to, from the from the approach that you kinda, you know, you you always have to come come filling. And that's that's great, you know, that the that the Olive Garden, you know, it taught it taught you something. So <laughs> you know, so. it sure did. <laughs> I also love Vaughn, like when he would make the example, he'd be like, if you're waiting and you're, you're waiting the table and you're like, oh, what are you having? That looks good. And you sit down with them and take a couple bites while you're waiting. Of course, that sounds mm-hmm. absurd. But I feel like that is such a great picture of the conversation of what we're saying, that we're, yeah. we're not going to jump in the booth with the people we're serving and eat their meal. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's good. No, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Now, yeah. so, you know, I know we, we were just touching a little bit on – on the EP, you know, the EP has been released. You released the EP about two or so months in the beginning of summer. What mm-hmm. are some of the feedbacks have you been getting from, you know, from just listening to it or others picking it up and worshiping with it within their local churches? Like, what are some of the feedbacks you guys have been hearing? How has it even ministered to you personally? Because it's always one of those things mm-hmm. sometimes that, you know, every song that you're going to release is going to minister to someone else differently but also it can minister to you as well in your moment so how has that been yeah i have a lot to say about that so i you know i'll let some randy if you have some things of for your vantage point i want to take all the time yeah, yeah but I'll, no, I'll come um, back yeah you know with the mixed fist being like more west coast based uh over here on the east coast man a lot of the people that have gotten the ep I, the, the the reviews have been have been tremendous man a lot of people are are, are loving the songs really digging them uh, and you're hearing words like it's, it sounds unique it doesn't sound like all the other stuff that's out there and, and nothing wrong with the stuff, other stuff of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds really cool and so the feedback I've been, I've been getting over here on the east coast has been has been great um and you know when i listen to the record and obviously we you know we're a part of the production process of the songs and writing the songs obviously so we we've heard the songs so long by the time they come out they're not new songs to us yeah um i just love how they can translate into different environments you know like mm. the way that the songs Ooh. are produced on the ep you know we have acoustic vibes of the songs too or versions mm-hmm. of the songs too or just the songs being stripped on just doing piano and, and maybe some something small and percussive percussion the songs just translate well in different setups, and that's what I love about them. Mm. That's nice. That's great. That's nice. Irene, do you have any? Yeah, I feel um, uh, one of them, it just makes me want to dance in the living room. And my son and I, and we pull in Vaughn too, we'll just, we'll just jump and sing and, and dance in the living room with it. And it just, it's like real joy. 
that comes out from that. And um, I'm super grateful for that. I think also for, um, for Never Fail, if you see mm-hmm. in the video, there's a music video that goes with it. And there's pictures of um, some of my, our family. So in, in, these, in November, I lost my grandmother and my aunt to cancer. And then my cousin died as well a couple months later. And, and so um, my God will never fail. You see in there just like when you meet death, it's like everything you believe for, it, it matters right then and there. Either it's all true or it's not. And mm-hmm. and so for say that God never fails, it doesn't mean that it's everything it turns out the way you wanted or would hope for or that it's even easy, but that he is present and he can be trusted and counted on no matter what. And so for that song it became very personal and I wanted to share that story because I I have sat and watched my loved ones take their last breath right in front of me. I've seen them struggle to just get up and get out of bed and all those things that and everybody has their own thing, but God has been so faithful in ways that um, I couldn't mm-hmm. articulate beforehand. And and sometimes we can't even articulate through it. And even after it's been a year now, looking back, it's like, gosh, I have no clue the magnitude of the faithfulness of God and what he has done and the things that I'm not even aware of yet and how he has sustained me. But the truth remains, he never fails and he will be there and his story is not over. And if we're still here, there's more to be done. There's more mm-hmm. that God has. And so that song has ministered to me in different seasons, but then this mm-hmm. season, that particular way. So it's a, it's a great variety that just kind of says, this is what I believe. God is love and his love will never fail. Yeah. Man. Wow. That's powerful. Um, I too, um, I love the diversity of the project. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like the three songs sound like they're completely (laughs) different from each other. Mm -hmm. I I love that, but they also share the same theme, which I love that. I feel like it's a great representation of who we are. I mean, look at all three of us. You got an Asian, a Mexican, and an African-American going down. And it's like, and um, I think it embodies the, the third culture mentality I do think it's fun. I th- I think I some of the like more just kind of practical feedbacks. Uh, like a, f- a friend of mine was like, "Thank you for releasing energy." Like, um, mm-hmm. like in like with um, you know, like with worship. So I mean, we all love the worship, the ballad stuff because it really are you know the the high moments. But like, um, it I th- I feel like that's a lot of what we hear and a lot of what mm-hmm. gets really a lot of the the focus and the usage for obvious reasons and it's it's great mm-hmm. but some people want to just have fun too with that <laughs> the, the, those types yeah. of songs yeah. and i was proud of the fact that we we i think it was a success because it sounds like what we wanted it to sound like you know and it's the success mm-hmm. the barometer of success is not mm-hmm. how people receive it but on our end was it did it hit the mark that we wanted to hit? And we were happy with that. And then Absolutely. I think, I think too, it's like, this is a, just kind of an, insp- a, an encouragement to those out there that are creating on themselves. Like they're, they're in the lab putting an album together or they've already done it and you're waiting for that feedback. And it can be, mm-hmm. it can be deafening how silent it is or <laughs> uh, it's, it's not the type of response that you want. I mean, we even, I'll just share some of our, perceived maybe misses or failures is that we we tried to find radio for never fail or your love and 
we got turned down every by everybody like and it was it was kind of it was it hurt i think as a you know as a creator it hurts a little bit at first but then like i talking with irene and randy about it it was like it was almost like well you know what this is who we are like we're mixed face like we're (laughs) there you know when you look at the radio world right now it's it's not like it was 60 years ago um where Mm -hmm. things things broke on radio now Radio is like a lagging indicator. Radio has got to catch up to social media yeah. and what's going viral in, in other spaces and, bring it in, and, yeah. what, and what's going on in churches. And then they just, mm-hmm. they affirm that this is moving and then they mm-hmm. make space for it. So yeah. it's like, we don't have a home on gospel radio. We don't have a home in, in contemporary Christian music because we don't quite fit <laughs> those, those molds. And uh-huh. so like, so, and, and I think Irene actually said it verbatim to me he's like well why should you be offended that it you don't want to sound like everything else is out anyway so yeah that's not a bad thing that's a good thing and that's the way to take take the i guess the feedback or the constructive criticism or the even the feedback that you don't want to hear and and still let it be used for good and i think that's that's what we're trying to do is like it's it's really hard music man it's really hard right now just because social media is an ever-changing landscape mm-hmm. with the algorithms and what what actually can help break through algorithms and it's not a social media content place anymore it's an ad-based content so it's it's true. it's yeah. it's so hard to get it's never been easier to make something it's never <laughs> been harder to be heard yeah. So <laughs> we're 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 in this space where there's so much noise. Everybody's got a project, and it's great, you know. And everybody's stuff is the quality of everything is coming up. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sounding good. Everybody's writing good songs. So it's really hard to get. It's easy to get lost in the noise. But then I think all that to say is that we're just resting in this place of like this is who we are, and we're okay if we don't line up into this box or this box, as long as we're true and honest with ourselves and who God has kind of created us to be, I'm good with it. He called us to be too. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I also think too, just with, you know, the mixed fits and um, the love trip and it introducing Mm -hmm. to new people and new plants too, is we've had so many people be like third culture, mixed fit. Does it count that I'm um, handicapped? Am I a mixed Mm -hmm. fit? I was like, absolutely. That Yes, you have those feelings and all the things that you go through make you feel isolated. Is it, I I have this experience that is totally different than the ones we normally talk about. And like, yes, you are a mixed fit. And then as it turns into that, you are his fit. And so I feel like there's so much purpose of of people. Yeah, all of us are his fit, right? Mm. And then there's been people, of course, it's just being like, my God will never fail. I, I have a huge family, so there's always something going on. But my, like my, my niece got in a car accident and like 200 stitches on her face and wow. never fail has been in that hospital asked by the doctors, can we play this? I want to play this. This is this. I want to believe this. And it's, it's been playing. And so there's just so much that, that that's why for every, the reason I'm saying this is for everybody who's doing something, God has a purpose and a plan for it. And some mm-hmm. of it will be in the places that nobody may see or hear, but it's touching eternity. And you are, you are doing your well done, good and faithful servant to help somebody else. Put your hand back, find somebody and say, come on, you can make it. We're in this together. We're here for you. We see you. 
and let's 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 believe for all that God has together. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. You're a mixed fit. I'm a mixed fit, but all of us are His fit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, that's that's that. I I felt that. I love I love that all of us are are His fit. They kind of just it pulled it all all together. It's mm -hmm. all this leading up to it, but then it also solidifies it and still brings it under the umbrella of Christ because all of us is His fit. And then even kind of mm -hmm. you know segueing slightly you know we still have a few more minutes but segueing slightly we're talking about fit you guys you know you guys have a clothing line right because I, mm -hmm. I did check out some of the fit because you know see, see, see what i'm doing there so i did i did check it out now i must say the, which one i was looking at today i was looking at the uh i think it's the short sleeve uh camel hoodie that, mm. that's that's really that's really 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 sick I, I'm a, tell I'm us a your size i'm gonna sick. send you one <laughs> <laughs> so it's really really dope so that's that's really nice so to talk to us about the birth of the of the clothing line so like you know it's one thing you know from the music and the representation but now for someone to be able to you know to wear something that speaks outwards because a lot of times you go places you see someone i'm always looking to see what's written i don't care if it's i'm not looking to see if it's expensive or not but i'm looking to see what's written because if someone puts on something with the writing it makes a statement so yeah. i'm always yeah, i'm always a fan of that so what kind of led down to that path well i was you know we were as as almost all music folks do they create some type of merch at some point right mm -hmm. to kind of you know um um so we had done that in the past but i kind of turned a corner to where like, you know, I enjoy fashion. I enjoy things that are hot, you know, uh, sneakers, all that kind of stuff. And, um, and, you know, like clothing really is language, you know, it's culture, mm -hmm. you know, like there's a lot yeah. of culture in that. And so like, well, I was like, so let's, let's, let's lean into this and make it cool. Like, and let it say what we want to say. And we were getting great feedback on things. And then, so I just kind of sat down and I was like, I want to, I just came up with like, I was trying to come up with a mission statement in terms of branding and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, I want to close, what do you want this to, do what kind of impact do you, do you clothe, you want your clothing to have? And I was like, well, I want to communicate belonging. Well, all my life, I felt like I was communicated that you're not, you're not Korean, you're not white, you're not this, you're not that. I want to communicate, no, you are, you belong, right? And so like, I want to clothe people with the idea that they belong. That's what I want to give a sense of belonging. And even like, you know, the, the bigger, longer dream of this is that it would, it would be its own extension into the world, even apart from the music. Like right now, yeah. of course, yeah. it, it's, co it's coinciding with us. Um, it's partnering with us. But like I would, I mean, as, as I get older, you know, like I would, I would love to just kind of see this become its own thing to where yeah, yeah. It, it has a place. And it's again, like Irene said earlier, is that, man, we have a, we have an identity epidemic in the, in the world. That's the, 100%. that's the biggest. I agree. I mean, people don't know who they are and they, and more importantly, they don't know whose they are. And I, I, we want to communicate to them that they belong. And we believe that no, even though it is faith-based, it's not in your face, right? It's not, Jesus saves you, uh, you know, loves you, which he does. And I have nothing, mm -hmm. no problem with anybody who does that. I just want to, I want to start the conversation with the idea of belonging and culture and identity. 
because we know that that path leads to one place, the creator of all of it. So yes. that's, that's kind of our vision. Wow. Yeah. Love, and love I, that. I think ahead, the Irene. music, yes, I th if the clothing too, what I love is Vaughn is very detailed. And so for even the mixed fit, there's a black thing is that sometimes they're not even sewn correctly. There's a little bit longer on the end. There's, oh. there's a reason why this is here. There's a scripture on the inside that'll explain where it came from. So there's a lot of thought that goes into it. Mm. You know, thanks be to God. This is a song that uh, from the death of um, Vaughn's nephew. And, and so mm. the clothing has a whole story behind it. It has a song, oh. but most importantly is that, you know, this matters. Christ, yeah. who he created in us and every single person, the identity of Christ and everybody is a big deal and it's detailed and it's, it's complicated and it's beautiful. And so we want the clothes to resemble that, that there's been a lot of thought put into this, just as there's a lot of thought that has been put into you. Mm. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing who the preacher is here, man. Dropping I mean, it. Oh, Dropping <laughs> Nuggets. <laughs> Dropping nuggets, man. Don. That's so good. That's so, so good. I love, I love that. Before I have you guys touch on a little bit of, you know, you mentioned there is some, some writing and there's different things that's already in the works. Are you looking at a particular Q1 of next year? You're giving us a little teaser. Like, when are, we, when are you thinking, you know, are you going to be seeing some of that? I mean, everyone right now is loving what's happening right now with uh with the love trip but some of the other stuff that you guys are looking into when are you when are you thinking in terms of that yeah very shortly in fact we're going to release the love trip side b so like and, mm -hmm. i don't know if you've seen that the i the uh the mixtape yeah yeah the yeah. old cassette tape so we're going to release the side b of it which is going to be the acoustic versions of those songs ah. so so how they how they fit in different spaces where like without full bands and lights and production. So like, so this is how the songs sort of uh, evolve and, and live in those spaces. And then we're going to release, we have a, um, a version of Mary, did you know coming out for Christmas? So you okay. can look for that. And then yes, we have a new trip coming out in, uh, in, in the, uh, we're planning for the uh, first quarter of next year. So, yeah. So we, again, we have a, a backlog of like, man 20 plus songs that are wow. we're just we're praying for a strategy and you know you know just timing and you know, yeah. it, it, it's all you know uh the work has been done but we're we're excited to share you know and and to contribute to the to the the cool stuff that's going on i mean in the body of christ man there's like this is a really cool day and age it's exciting there's so many mm -hmm. creative folks there's so many talented folks i mean it's just it's and then just to seeing the the younger kids coming up and what they're creating, it's just it's just an exciting time to be alive. And, yeah, let, uh, yeah. But yeah, let, let's definitely uh, you know connect for sure. Uh, you know, off offline when you guys are doing all that. I saw IG just popped up and give me the one minute warning. Okay, <laughs> it's just so crazy when they do this. But go ahead and drop drop your socials so I can make sure that's all a part of this. Drop your socials. How can people connect with you guys? And uh, let's definitely talk offline for sure. Absolutely, man. Thank you for it having is. us, man. We're so we're so grateful to be a part of of your what you're doing. I mean, I think it's just so cool of what you do of making a creating a platform to help other folks, man. I think it's yeah. amazing. So thank you so much for uh, having us to be a part of it. So thank you. We're so grateful. 
socials yeah. third culture worship and you can on instagram facebook on um instagram ahead, facebook yeah facebook you, youtube as all the videos are going and uh, we also have at third culture worship on tiktok you know so just go over there and see us doing some ridiculousness over there no. Yes, <laughs> okay, and I'll add, I'll add all this to it again. Thank you guys so much for joining in with us. I'm Sherwin, and this is the buzz. Thanks again, guys. All right, Thank you.